Welcome back to Cast Me to Hell with me, Seb. And with me, Robbie. And here we are with episode 66, which 66 seems good at the start of our creepy month. It does. One day we will get to 666. <laughs> Hopefully just in time for October as well, <laughs> exactly. as we kick off. <laughs> that is a long way from now, I'm sure. But still, we will be much older <laughs> near death's door. Yeah, near death's door. And that episode will open the floodgates. Yeah. Maybe. But it is. This is this. This is our first episode of our creepy horror October, where we will we will we will be arranging some delights to come along. We always do a little horror special and things like that will be coming your way. I'm sure we'll yeah. sort that out. I'll just say, listen, we have such sights to show you. <laughs> test. There you go. Uh, <laughs> but today uh, we are looking at our top three most ridiculous sequels. Yes. So, um, as always, thank you for checking out the show. Um, please hit that subscribe button. You'd be surprised at the amount of people who listen to the show but don't subscribe. So, make sure to hit the subscribe button. And if you can, leave us a tasty little review, it always helps. Um, so yeah, can you explain this? Uh, this what we thought of for today's episode. So, well, this this came to a head, and actually, th- there is a specific reason. So, we've always heard of like ridiculous sequels. Sometimes, I mean, I, I'm not saying that I've got many like say direct to video or things like that on my lists, but there are many ones like that where you just hear ridiculous things. Like, what is it the like the birds, uh, birdemic or whatever it is, yeah. like that crazy ones like that, like where you just hear about these ridiculous sequels. But then sometimes it can also be when we're thinking about these, they can also be it can be a sequel that was a standard sequel, but it had something so ridiculous in it, yeah, or something so stupid or silly in that episode, that, like episode in that um in that film that you suddenly went like that completely ruined the film for me. It yeah. was like a ridiculous kind of, you know, uh, uh, to be fair, probably a, a good example. And I wouldn't use it with that film because it is so dark, but our last episode plug yeah. <laughs> was um, our, our last house on the left. episode, yeah. And we did mention the original last house, near, uh, house, last house on the left film, which has some, cheesy ridiculous kind of scenes in it that actually kind of take you out of the film yeah those are some where it's just the scenes but some of our choices could also be like a full-on ridiculous sequel like why did they make this sequel to this film that never needed a sequel (laughs) you know there are many things out there now the one that actually made me think of this is um now it's, it's odd because it came to my head because this is a film that i still haven't watched now i've got it recorded at home and i'm ready to watch it yeah um but it came to my head because of The Exorcist Free. Okay. Now, The Exorcist Free, and I showed you this a while ago, and it popped into my head because it's just a ridiculous idea. I believe there is a scene when they go to heaven in that film, and Fabio <laughs> yes. is Fabio, who you might not know, who is like, I think at one point in the 90s, was in the late 80s and 90s, was deemed probably as the most, like, the, the best-looking man in the world with his, his long, <laughs> blondie, browny kind of hair, his muscles like Schwarzenegger back in the heyday yeah. kind of thing, you know, this tan skin. And he was kind of seeing that. And the idea <laughs> of me not having seen this film. So I don't know, because I heard The Exorcist 3 is actually a, like, a really good I've horror really film. Good like, I've heard it's actually like probably the, like the only other good Exorcist film or something like that. But it was the idea that 
in between this film that I've heard people say are great is this ridiculous scene of Fabio and maybe in more context, but I'm leaving that for now in my yeah. imagination. I haven't read any more into it purely because I want to see this play <laughs> out, but I almost couldn't believe to myself that that actually happened in this film, you know, yeah. where it has a great actor, George C. Scott's in it, you know, the idea of this great actor. And then there's a scene when he, I believe when he enters heaven's gates yeah. and it's like, there's Fabio. With, <laughs> with some fake angel wings on and some like a white dressing ground that's it's still showing that bot well, of course you've got to you show know, the bot <laughs> you know you've got to show that bot off you know you got them flexing i think i'm pretty sure you probably still could even get a whiff and nip yeah you, you can, know you've got I mean? to oil the bot you know, it's it. there and you're getting the idea of dom we're not yeah. seeing the dom but we're <laughs> the getting idea. that dom. the illusion of dom we're already off here yeah <laughs> um so yeah like that weirdly popped into my head. I was like, there are some ridiculous ideas of sequels, or there are just films that had scenes in them that were just so ridiculous that they kind of ruined the idea of what their original film was. I think that's important to say. It is ridiculous sequels. So it kind of betrays the ideas of the original in a ridiculous way, or it puts in scenes. It's just like, is that really your concept? Like, yeah. really? That's where you've gone with it. Um, uh, so I think uh, you make a fair point. Um, <laughs> you know, they, 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 they often say, jumping the shark you know in happy days when the fonz apparently jumped a shark you know in an actual pool or something like that and i think eventually and horror is known for for milking cinema is known for milking franchises and sequels but eventually films jump the shark or films come up with uh concept which is so kind of ridiculous um so i oh absolutely in yeah. fact, you just saying jumping the shark suddenly just i'm just now thinking like this that would have been a jumping the shark yeah <laughs> would have actually been a good feature name for us it may reappear now <laughs> it's popping into my head thinking jumping the shark with certain ones actually could be a good feature going forward yeah, maybe that's um, really cool. <laughs> um and i mean i'm just thinking about you know the new cobra kai series yeah i i've been watching it it's on i think this is season five maybe um trends like this now at the foot it's like playing homage now to the and bringing back harrison from the third well karate kid film isn't it it started i mean yeah but i liked the the original cobra kai series was really cool it was kind of a look at what had happened since and it was about the tournament and the karate kind of played a back beat a backstory to the drama whereas now it's like life and death like world war three this about this karate and each <laughs> i'm not joking each episode basically is like something will happen and he, and then danny or you know um is his name? i don't even know danny larusso danny yeah LaRusso, danny russo yeah. um or johnny lawrence or yeah. so, one of the main characters something will happen and they'll go well I know somebody, and it will go to a flashback of some random character from the fi- from one um, of the films you can't even that remember. you can't even remember, and we'll go back and see that, and it's kind of like <laughs> it's got to a point where it's so ridiculous now. You know, one of the people is uh, flying like karate masters in from around the world, and it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. you, what the fuck? This is so ridiculous, but I can't stop watching. <laughs> so I kind of went in for these. I haven't like films. just to say that one. Like I love the original Karate Kid films, all even the sequels. I fucking I love them. Even the random like ass characters. The third one with the 
fucked up guy who's like got a slick back hair who's now in the fifth season. Yeah. He's just yeah, he's like he was this oddly he was like the maximum like cheesy kind of eighties, nineties kind of like villain. Yeah. Kind of thing. And I fucking loved it at the time. So I was definitely intrigued by that. But yeah, the original film was very much actually more a drama. Karate was kind of in the back. Yeah, you know, in the background, even in the original film, so I can I can see the progression there because the sequels went crazy. As yeah, well. so it's like there there is a point now where nostalgia takes over, and they're like, let's just make sure we bring back all the original people. That's kind of where. And it's now going. it's like, and then the story will come after that. We'll work yeah. out how that makes any fucking sense later on. Yeah, um, but I mean, I our last in memoriam, which was our top three summer horrors, I started, I believe. So I will let you. I will bestow upon you the privileges of starting this. <laughs> yeah, although I would say this isn't in memoriam. <laughs> no, but it's, uh, you know, it's, it's a, not that free. Anyway. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. In memoriam, why? So I thought we were so saying I, it's no. part of that features. I was no, like, it's not part of that. For consistency feature. reasons, I had to point out. <laughs> yes, no. It's, I, I'll let you go first. That's yeah, what I wanted to say. So yeah, I was going to say we had a little bit of a thing before. My my phone got broken, destroyed completely. So I had I'd written a list about two weeks ago of my ideas, and then when I came to Rob's there, I was like, I literally hadn't had any chance. I hadn't had my laptop at home. I didn't have a phone, so I couldn't actually revisit. My list is gone. Yeah. It is literally destroyed to the ground. So I had to come in today and kind of reassess. I was trying to think all day about them. Yeah, and trying to well like like. I was trying to work out what were they, you know, I, it was at that point when I was stuck on a film where I was like, I cannot fucking remember what that film was. Yeah. And I wanted to talk about it. And my mind is still blank. And sadly, whatever it was, it will come back to me. You know, like it might come back midway through the Maybe. Episode. I'll just scream it out loud. Like, yeah. hey, bastard. You'll make but, some um, last minute substitution. Yeah. So I've had to, I've had to bring in a completely different list. I think, I think there might only be one film that was originally on that oh, list wow. that is remained. I literally can't remember what the list was. <laughs> I'd, I'd looked into it more. I'd researched it, you know, and things like that. And now I'm just like, going off i'm on yeah. a wing you kind of hear so you know some of mine are a little bit different than i would have maybe chosen originally well we might we come back to this thing one day so you may be able to get them back but yeah take it take it away. um okay so um so i am going to start with um jaws the revenge okay okay so yeah. i was going to choose a different now there's one of my picks that was Rob described one earlier. He told me he a description. I don't know what his choice is, but he, he gave me a description of one that was like a sequel kind of one where it led off. And it, it was on my list and I've decided to remove it from my list. Okay. So that Rob may keep it in case because it sounded so similar to what I was thinking that I'm like, I'm going to step away from that other film now. Right. So I've gone for maybe something a bit more mainstream. I think mine are going to be a bit more main as my last minute has destroyed my obscure choice that I definitely had. And I can't remember. Jaws the Revenge. Now, we love Jaws the Original. I think this plays perfectly into a ridiculous sequel. It's not only, it is his fourth, it it, is the fourth sequel to Jaws, a film that is a very closed off film. Yeah. The original is a story of a white whale, you know, a white whale, a white white shark that invades a beach in a kind of very Hitchcockian kind of way. It was Spielberg's original, like kind of one of his first like major film that kind of gave people the spooks and the scares and showed what he was capable of. 
and it had Roy Snyder, <laughs> as Snyder a, in you know, classic who did return for the, the next sequel yeah. kind of thing, which was a much more bland kind of boring film. But it was still basically just a shark, you know, yeah. on a new beat. It's just another shark has come out kind of thing. So this once in a lifetime shark from the original <laughs> is now apparently repeated. Yeah. By the third one, which could have also made it into this, was Shaw's 3D, yeah. which is quite ridiculous. But that one was a very actually a quite a fun film. Yeah, it was a quite I I uh, that, I always had a soft spot for that one. Dennis Quaid kind of right in there, you know, 3D in your face, mind um, popping 3D, eye popping 3D. Yeah, but Jaws: The Revenge adds on things. It gives things to the shark. Yeah, it gives the shark powers. That is just fucking ridiculous. So the idea is that the original family, so Roy Snyder's not in this, but his wife is. Interesting. And the family have travelled and they've gone to a different part of the world. Before they travel. I actually remember because this is, I remember I watched this film. um, I might have, I think I borrowed a DVD set from you. I did. I had all of, I had two, three and four, like a special separate set that was released. Don't take the original set. Yeah, the the original wasn't in this set. It was just two, three and four. I don't know. But I remember watching it and I actually thought, this could be quite quite promising because the opening scene has one of Brody's sons who yeah. is now a police officer on a boat and he ends up, you know, getting knocked into the water and quite yeah. brutally dying. He does, um, yeah. And I was thinking, okay, this could be, I mean, it's Jaws for the revenge. It is. This is going to be not as shit, maybe. So you thought, but, yeah. okay. but that opening, that does give you the, and yeah, I do remember, the, the, the opening actually is, it's very quite totally different actually to a lot of the rest of the, the most of the yeah. rest of the film. Um, it's, yeah, and, and when it says the revenge, you think that there's a case that it's going to now be that they're going to be on that same beach hunting out for yeah. thing. Instead, it was more about the fact that the mother kind of has to come over the loss and kind of get away from it and escape yeah. from they it. Want to, they move from Amityville. Yeah, exactly. You know, they, Amity move, they, they, they move far away. To, the Bahamas. Actually, yeah, the Bahamas. It is the Bahamas. <laughs> I was going to say, like, yeah. But the Bahamas um, is the setting and we have, um, you know, we have a slightly grumpy Michael Caine who doesn't give a shit because, you know, he didn't give a shit about this <laughs> yeah. film. There's many quotes out there about his nice house that he built yeah. because of this film. I love that. You know, it's it's amazing. It's an honest quote. It's like, yeah, exactly. Okay, why the fuck not? He did one film that made him loads of money. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the film does not go in the trajectory that you thought it was going to go at all. But the problem is they give the idea that the shark... Who I swear at one sure. point is roughly, I don't know what I don't know what's happening with my voice right now. That's okay. um, I do think I uh, swear at one point in this film he is also referred to as Jaws. <laughs> but on top of that, he apparently it's the same shark that killed oh, their yeah. son. It followed them. And it there's there's the talk of the idea that they have a tracking ability that means they can track them from Amityville to the Bahamas, which are literally thousands of miles away from each other. The idea that the shark, and, and this leads to the idea that in some way it almost feels more like the shark is out for revenge. Yeah. Like the shark is a descendant of the original shark film, <laughs> and the shark is the one coming for revenge for the family. You know, and it, it all plays out. We have more deaths and things like this, but the film can't shake this ridiculous idea that nothing matches that 
awesome tone of that original kind of that this the opening scene as you said is actually quite a powerful scene the idea of that the idea that it was a sun and almost i guess plays against the idea that you're thinking maybe the sun is going to be the one now the to hero from the maybe, yeah. and then he gets brutally killed but no, the, the rest of the film was basically just an lacking in any tension it is on a like a beach but it just has so many ridiculous things michael kane is kind of ridiculous just to be in this film from the beginning but it's michael fucking kane exactly and we get a lot of these but the fact that he's just literally just seems to give no shit whatsoever yeah. in this film <laughs> he's got his little plane he's got his little beach house you know they're all that but i'm not here to really delve into the film i'm just saying like from its conception the idea, that one part alone is enough to say that it's a ridiculous scene. Yeah. Anyone who's seen it knows that this film goes in ridiculous, kind of lacking tension, quite hilarious like bits where people fall into water in quite hilariously stupid ways. Yeah. And like their reactions just seem to have no tension to them or things like that. So it's like some kind of like, it's like some kind of Benny Hill kind of <laughs> classic where they just kind of accidentally flop into the water and it's like, oh no, oh shit, yeah. he's dead. Like there's none of that tension that's brought in the first scene at the beginning of the film. No, no. You know, and, and when this actually felt like out of the sequels, as you said at the beginning, it almost felt like, oh, maybe they're trying to make this more serious again. And instead that lays the groundwork for the biggest kind of twist in the world is the fact that no, it's not serious at all. It's actually the least fucking serious, least serious than the 3D film <laughs> that came before it. And yet the 3D one, which has, you know, awful like idea of like 3D effects. And, yeah. stuff like, and yet at the same time, that's still a better film than Revenge. Revenge is widely known as one of possibly the worst sequels yeah. in horror films. I'm, I'm 90% sure, if I remember correctly, that there's a scene in it where the where Jaws, I'm just going to call him Jaws, it reminds <laughs> me of that scene, the scene in Peep Show where, they, where he's drunk and he's watching it and he's like, I'm watching Jaws, you know, here's Jaws and Mark's like, it's not Jaws. called Jaws and he's like, yeah, it is, it's Jaws the Shark, Jaws here he comes with his big Jaws, you know, it's kind of like that, so I'm sure there's a scene in it where Jaws roars and they've replaced it with because I don't think a shark can. No, and I think they've replaced it with <laughs> no. a lion. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, there is. You're right. There is. It's just that's what I mean. Like ridiculous, like sound effects. Like yeah, when I said about the people fall in, there's definitely those. You know the, that that scream that's well that, that there's a I've talked about I swear I've talked about this before but there is a scream in like films which is literally the, a I think it's the Wilmer Wilmer House and it, <laughs> those kind of screams but some of them are even more comical than even that where they're like falling in and stuff and yeah the idea that they make the jaw the jaws <laughs> make the jaws <laughs> the jaws roars <laughs> rhyming it's like that yeah and no it's it's just it's a ridiculous film in general. It's so it's also not a good it's not a good film. Like I I've got quite a like a for those kind of ones, they're kind of a bit of fun. The second one also is not very good because it's so it takes itself so seriously that it's bland yeah. and boring as hell. Yeah, yeah, none of the tension of the original is basically just Roy Snyder in a boat with his like kids and stuff being like, ah, oh, there's yours. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't say yours, but there's the shark. I can't get out of my head the idea that he's yours now. Yeah. It will go down in history as George the Shark. It is George the Shark. It is mighty George. Um yeah, I know. I yeah, but that that's my first one. I'm, awesome, I'm gonna man. leave him there. No, that's a, I mean that's a great one to kick us off. I allowed myself one 
uh, one sequel from a big franchise. Yeah. Because, they, you know, the more these legendary franchises go or the more these massive horror films go, the more ridiculous, the you know, the premises get. You know, we've done, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. we did a whole retrospective on Halloween and we, you know, we did stuff like Curse, which is just fucking ridiculous. And then Halloween Resurrection. I mean, the Saw films just get bigger and more convoluted yeah, and ridiculous and, stupid. and then yeah. you get to saw 3d which is like two films in one and... yeah those ones to me felt a bit more like i don't know why yeah. but it just felt like i i some of those i, did, I didn't touch those kind of sequels yeah. because i was literally like yeah i guess by the time you're on an eight film you're expecting it to be shit. exactly <laughs> so the first one from a big franchise i chose was friday the 13th part six jason lives yeah um okay. And it's so it is so ridiculous, you know, because after Jason died in the final chapter, they tried to set Tommy Jarvis up as the next killer in I think it's the new beginning yeah, where yeah, you yeah. get Roy. Um, and I don't think you know part five isn't so ridiculous in itself. Somebody trying to get revenge and blaming it on this local legend. I don't okay. think that's I, I was mixed up there because I was thinking five was the one no. where we get the, the twist that oh it's not actually Jason. Yeah that's five. That's five. You know, yeah, yeah. That's five. But then they but then <laughs> what they did at the end was they were like Tommy Jarvis is going to be the killer in new in new trilogy. Yeah yeah yeah. But it didn't take off people didn't really like it. So they decided that what they would do is they would do the next best thing, which is resurrection. <laughs> they yes. would bring Jason back to life. And <laughs> we, we've talked about this one, but we have talked about this have one we? before. Yeah, we, we've talked about this in episode before about the resurrection and stuff like that. Potentially, it's, yeah. It's, it, it's, but it is definitely, it is a ridiculous, like the, this, that film alone is, it's like pumping it up to 11, but it's ridiculous. It's a, Yeah, and it's, you know, I mean, it opens up with this kind of half gothic horror half zombie-esque scene where they go to the graveyard and then, you know... Well, they've got a giant, like, RV in this film, haven't they? Like, like, yeah. The whole RV scene. Yeah, yeah. They've got a whole RV scene, you know. <laughs> We've got Tommy Jarvis, you know, who accidentally ends up um, kind of reanimating Jason Voorhees with a piece of metal fencing. Well, by like... trying to kill him, by stabbing him again. Yeah. Him when he's already... When dead. he's already dead, but there's a badly Is placed. He stabbing his heart. He stabs like, his heart. He's like, the heart still remains. So none must stab. So at the same, at, coincidentally, at the same time that there's a bolt of lightning. It's very fifties monster feature kind yeah. of style, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, and then you know, Jason kind of comes back. Some of the ridiculous moments in there. Uh, and to be clear, and like the last one, I assume we're saying this is ridiculous, but in a good way. Oh yeah, this is this awesome. Is, yeah, this is like balls to the yeah. wall kind of. Yeah. It's, well, yeah. it's the first time the franchise actually embraces comedy. Um, oh yeah. It kind yeah, of yeah. becomes a bit of a horror comedy. And I, this is one of my rainy day films because it's so ridiculous. You should, you know, you should be watching this and thinking this is dog shit. Yeah, but yeah, instead yeah. we get these ridiculous moments. Obviously, you know, Jason's reanimation. When he reanimates, we then get a Bond scene where <laughs> he walks past the camera, turns in it and oh, then yeah, slices God, yeah. a knife which is just fucking out of place, <laughs> but amazing. I want it every Friday the 13th. This is now. this is one of those ones where they throw ideas at it that, like we said, should jump the shark. They should, yeah. have, they should have made it ridiculous. And yet, actually, it turned out Friday the 13th was the franchise that needed to become ridiculous. It exactly. Needed, it needed these kind of over-the-top. Because the sequels that followed the original, say, three, which were okay in different ways, kind of things, yeah. I think, the sequel, the, like, four and five, 
they tried so hard to stick to that like almost originals kind of concept Slasher of that thing. Yeah. Like they Play came across straight. quite bland, didn't they? They came yeah. across quite not like Jason was not to level we want. And this is actually the beginning of the Jason that actually probably most people know this exactly. one more than they know this the original. This is the most iconic kind of ideas. One. I would when I watch um Friday the 13th, when I try and marathon them. I'll be honest, I don't watch one, two, and three. I don't know why I thought you were going to say masturbate. <laughs> when you said marathon, I don't know why my brain went. This is, this is what you get from like not really eating much all day and then yeah. listening to this and just being like, okay, yeah, masturbate to them. I mean, I, I don't, I'm now trying to think. He enjoys them that much. <laughs> if I had to masturbate to one of them, this would be the one. This one or the one after, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I mean, it's a sexual Jason in this film. It's got to be a tough tug, <laughs> but it might not be my toughest. Um, <laughs> but yeah, but then we also get, you know, he gets um, he gets a scene where he kills all of these paintballers and there's like, uh, yeah, he smashes yeah. one's head and we get a smiley face. Which is a very, like the paintballers are very, the dialogue is very cheesy. Yeah, like, the dialogue whole is, is so like, yeah, it is such a level of cheese. And which again, in men, any other franchise, if, if this scene was in Halloween franchise, and there are some that close yeah. to this, and yeah, Resurrection is one of them. But um, if this scene was in that, it would still just feel completely wrong. Yeah. But in this franchise, it completely doesn't. It does. It does feel place. And then there's a scene, you know, where there's kind of a there's a deputy police officer who has like this gun with this massive laser sight on it yeah, and yeah. he gets this whole similar to when we spoke about last house on the left another cheap plug we mentioned in the original there's some police that have this kind of benny hill-esque weird kind yeah. of hillbilly <laughs> comedy music he gets something like that um and then you know we get some we get some really cool deaths this but... one even go i i don't want to say that this one to me because it has it because it has the music in it but it feels like a grungy, heavy metal almost version of Jason in the here. Like yeah. you've got the Alice Cooper song in this yeah. one as well, haven't you? Yeah, like, the, man the, the, man in, the man behind the mask. Yeah, yeah. like, but it, it feels almost like that. I don't know why, but there's something about it that makes me think of like a heavy me- or a rock music video from the 80s yeah like that kind of like crazy like it almost feels like something that alice cooper could do yeah in his show like this is like the style like jason looks more grimy and dirty but he yeah. also looks bigger still well it's in like, the, the next deaths one look where katie hodder takes over where it, yeah again it stays ridiculous and you know he now fights effectively carry and i was <laughs> yeah, yeah, i was yeah. choosing I was trying to think of which one would I am I going to put on my list because they're both ridiculous. And then Jason takes Manhattan is ridiculous, and then final chapter is ridiculous, and then Jason X and Freddy versus Jason. But this one is the one that I enjoy the most. And my the kind of we get there's another two ridiculous moments. One where we get both of them have meta humor. One of them is where characters see Jason, I think, or and they they're like, this is what happens in a horror movie. We have to get out. We're going to get killed. And they're, they, they're aware of that. And then there's another where there's actually, and this is the only time it happens in the franchise, but there's a fourth wall break where a caretaker um, is kind of, kind of goes and he, he looks at Jason's uh, grave and he says, why would they have to go and dig Jason up? Then he looks at the camera and says, some folks sure got a strange idea of entertainment. And I kind of love that they, even they acknowledge that, fuck, this is ridiculous yeah, because, yeah, yeah. you know, we've had to bring this guy back. 
and it's mm-hmm. up well, until the, several times. Several. Oh. Well, no, this is the first time they bring him back. Oh, it's the first time they're, technically oh, yeah. they bring him back to life. He's been killed and like kept underwater at this point, and he's been, but he hasn't technically died. No, well, except for maybe. Well, he dies in part. First four. time he drowns. <laughs> yeah, I don't when see he exactly. when he's younger. That's the only. <laughs> yeah, the rest of them take themselves very seriously, and then this one. It jumps the shark, but it kind of it almost looks at you, winks, and goes, Yeah, you yeah. jump at the shark, and you love it. Yeah. Um, so that'd be my second one. I kind of love how tongue in cheek and how out of place the next one with Carrie, and then the Manhattan, and they're all just fun, cheesy, tongue in cheek kind of films, yeah, like the, by that point, yeah. And that's the way you kind of went from there. It's like, we apart from maybe the remake, we haven't really had a like all of them after that were just not really serious. No. Jason X. No, like, has plenty of weird, like yeah, plenty of weird. Freddy movies. versus Jason as well. Like all, like yeah, and it, it it's kind of it was nice to see the the bring back Jason with a kind of more serious tone. And I'm yeah. not saying that's not the right way to go with it, but at the same time, I could I'd be completely in if we have another stupid ridiculous. Jason, yeah, yeah I I'd love absolutely it. be up for that. Um, so yeah, over to you, Eve. Right, I think. <clears throat> I mean, I feel like I feel like mine like are more uh, more more. Ridiculous, but maybe not great films, or they take yeah. it in a ridiculous concept, or they ruin the of the original. And as you just did, Jason, where it's more of the so ridiculous, it's fun. Yeah, um, I've chosen one which is the this is the one that was on my original idea, and I wasn't sure whether to do it because it's a bit more of a serious one, but it has parts in it that I just thought was so ridiculous and undermined. Uh, it's Halloween two. Okay. Remake. Oh, the remake. Rob okay. Zombie's Halloween 2. Okay, lay it okay. on me, hon. So, I mean, I mean, I feel like maybe you can guess the parts of the film that I feel ridiculous, but there's just something about this film that's so... That one... The original remake, which, you know, lots of people have mixed feelings on and stuff like that, and I like a certain cut of the film that yeah. doesn't even exist anymore. <laughs> it's very you divisive. Know, you it? know, it's very div- divisive in that way. Some people, li- some people like the way that Rob Zombie approached it. Some people absolutely hate the way that Rob Zombie approached it. And it's both ways. And I have, you know, feelings either way. But I, I, for the most part, the original remake, I felt at least was mainly honorable to the michael myers and the franchise as a whole yeah you know i felt like it was you know it, it honored and what had come before it while also adding some new ideas so at least i could accept it it wasn't a remake just trying to be a remake of the original halloween yeah it does do that obviously but that's like the the last but it's it's it, that's sure. actually the shorter part of the film is remaking that the longer part of the film is the origins of yeah. michael and stuff like that which some people again would say never needed to be touched and stuff like that. But that's that's film. Yeah. But then this is Halloween 2, which I had high hopes for. It had a fantastic trailer. I remember being so hyped for this like kind of film being like, he gets to take it in a different direction now. He yeah. can go away from it kind of thing. And it does have it, I'm not saying it doesn't have some good parts to it. The the opening homage to the original Halloween 2 in the hospital. Oh, that's I awesome. really like that. I really like that part. You know, and I do like the way we get to explore the character's psyches a little bit. The problem is he constantly he constantly, Rob Zombie constantly undermines his ideas with just really like. I mean, there is a certain Rob Zombieism, <laughs> yeah, about the way that his characters are, about them having to be almost hillbilly like, yeah, you know, and it, it does undermine certain characters. He makes he makes Laurie Strode the least likable Laurie Strode has ever been in yeah. the film. You know, she is the furthest thing from Jamie Lee Curtis's Laurie Strode in this yeah. film. Um, she makes her unlikable, like um, 
and it's um well i'm suddenly blanking on her name um, um oh, she was in the sheriff uh sheriff bracket's daughter sheriff, ba- uh, and bracket it's, it's annie annie. Bracket. there we go annie bracket and she was obviously in the uh, the da- actress who danielle danielle oh my brain yeah my brain too Anyway, Daniel, you'll know who I'm talking about. It might come back to isn't it? I don't but, want to look either, but yeah. I feel I don't want there to be, you know, when you're what, you know, when you yeah, just yeah, can't yeah. think of a name. I know that's, um, that's absolute dead air. Yeah. Nobody is interested <laughs> in it. But anyway, I'll keep talking. Again. Daniel Harris. Daniel Harris. There you go. Daniel Harris. Um, so Daniel Harris, obviously, had been in previous sequels of the films and stuff like that. And, and she ends up being far more the more interesting character, although she is off in a brutal scene, which is actually one of the better and more heartbreaking scenes in the film. Yeah. And these bits work fine. But what is ridiculous to me is, one, to me, this is not Michael Myers. I don't know who this guy huffing and puffing and walking yeah. around breathing about is, but he doesn't have the light breathing of Michael Myers. He has these constant, like he's like a dog on heat, kind of like <laughs> every breathing moments, which completely kept taking me out of the film. Yeah. I was like, that's not Michael Myers. This isn't Michael Myers walking around with these big heavy. And even the even the new ones have not gone to this idea that they changed the idea that Michael Myers is this silent kind of low breathing kind of figure yeah. shape. Kind of thing. Whereas this one, after it obviously done the origins, it felt like we could now treat Michael Myers like he was just some big hulking man instead of what he is. Yeah. Kind of thing. Instead of that psyche. That one thing was just sort of ridiculous to me because the film has him kind of half the film just moving around from place to place between forests. And all we hear is him basically just puff and breathing. And it's like, okay, well, that doesn't sound. And you hear like his anger come out and things like that. And what made makes Michael Myers scary is the fact that he doesn't seem to actually show that anger ever. Yeah. He never reveals that. Whereas in this one, he is showing that anger in full force in this sequel. He, you know, he is smashing people's heads in here. You know, he's being truly violent, but every time he does it, he's, he's, he's making grunting. these big grunting, heavy noises. And you're seeing how angry and I'm just like, that for me is, it's an annoying thing. And it like, it's ridiculous that he, for me, that's why it's ridiculous. Cause he couldn't see that that's not, that's so far from what it is. This is like Rob Zombie yeah. making a completely different film about a guy that... Yeah, know, which is strange like, because there's none of that in the original. Well, no. when I say original, I mean the, the first Rob Zombie remake. Whilst we get... I mean, I like it. We get to explore Michael kind of a bit more and it's an interesting take on it. Yeah. Even when we get to the later part, which kind of does, is the Halloween proper remake mm-hmm. almost. Yeah. He still doesn't do any of that grunting no, he, stuff. He's, no, he's si- he is still the silent character we'd expect. Yeah. It's just that he does breathe, obviously, but it's that light, creepy well, a man has breathing he has. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's it. But however, this these are things that I think are ridiculous that Rob Zombie couldn't see in a sequel to his own movie that he'd made. That this doesn't match yeah. the original film, and it felt like he was. It kind of felt a bit like a middle finger, like he was just like, fuck you, I'll make whatever the hell I want to make, kind of yeah. thing. Um, I made your film, now I'm making my Halloween film or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, but the ridiculous part is the stupid plot twist. The ridiculous part is the fact that we have to watch a scene of his wife returning as a white, ghouly figure with a white horse. Yeah. And explaining Michael Myers. The original explained a, an idea of a child of abuse who had seen so many abusive things and so many things within him that he took it 
in that way. He was yeah. silent. He was so abused, but he was almost silent from the effects of what he had done, that he knew what was wrong and he knew he'd lost his family. Yeah. And that led him to this kind of silent figure, which from a psychological standpoint made sense. What doesn't make sense is suddenly making him fucking Jason Voorhees. Yeah. And suddenly saying that the mother made him do it. Well, it because opens, that's what we get. It opens up with a weird scene where she's explaining the you know the symbolism of a white horse and yeah. stuff like that and it's like that 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 yeah those yeah. any scene that has his wife in is a, just a ridiculous choice that i don't i rob zombie has to put his wife in everything and I, sometimes sometimes it is at complete detriment to the film but he doesn't seem to give a shit yeah and it's strange because you know you 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 think of that and like it's perfectly it's that's hit up to him he can you know put his wife in it and it's something that yeah you know, Tim Burton always has Johnny Depp and Helen with Bottom Carter. Yeah. But it's but it's like, and don't get me wrong, I, I think um I think Sherry Moon Zombie's great in you know, good in Lords of Salem and in the you know the Free from Hell trilogy, she suits because it suits more because the tone it suits of the, the tone. Billy. Or, the, or, that, 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 a little yeah. bit more that kind of what he goes for in his other ones. But but there are also many when he's she's been in them that have been like you are out of place completely. Yeah. Uh, but it's just in this film, just yeah, it's just it's just so out, it's just out of place and out of character. And it, it just there's like, nothing building yeah. to it in the first one. No, it, it doesn't match the tone. And I will actually return to the ridiculous that actually the Laurie Strode character, the whole mental facility thing is is really hammy, to be honest. It's not it's not well done. I don't even remember that. Yeah, it has her in like a mental like facility. So yeah, she's locked in at one point. Like in, I thought she was just out. Yeah, and, and, that, and that's one bit when we actually get him to see the mother because he sees a flash of her down the hole kind of thing. Okay. Yeah, so it's, no, it's, yeah. I mean, again, I, I haven't revisited this, but I know what stayed with me and what stayed with me was how re- has just how ridiculous these scenes were. Yeah. And I have watched it several, I didn't just watch it at once. I did revisit it to go, I did revisit it several times after to be like, was that really as bad? And yeah, it was as bad a choice as I can think of in a horror <laughs> film. You know, yeah. you know, it's, you know, it it's, it's just, it's completely undermining what made a franchise kind of thing. Yeah. And to me, it probably, it possibly is the worst Halloween film. I think I can watch Resurrection better than I can watch Halloween 2. Oh, that's, that's quite a, quite yeah. a claim. <laughs> like, even that one was still respectful for the most part of Michael Myers, except for the part of fucking Buster Rhymes. <laughs> and, I... and that's a bad Halloween film. But it's a weird, like, guilty funny. pleasure, like, enjoyable. Yeah. Whereas this one is just a serious slog that also just has ridiculous choices that just... Because this is the only one to me that truly is not Michael Myers. Yeah. That's why it's the worst to me, because it's not Michael Myers, and Michael Myers is Halloween. Same, you know, Halloween free season, The Witch is a different thing, but at least it's different, and it tries yeah. to be its own thing, and it's it tries to make clear it's not a Michael Myers film. That's why it doesn't really count as a... It's not in that area. Yeah. That's no. a Michael Myers film. This, I think, is the worst representation of Michael Myers. Yeah. And the worst way to try and give it, it it's even worse than the freaking druids and yeah. mythology kind of thing. It, you know, it, it's it's just taking an idea from another franchise, a, a long known franchise. You know, yeah. Like, and it is literally, it is just ripping off the mother made me do it. It feels Friday a bit 13. bankrupt, you know, creatively, but doesn't it? It it just feels like he didn't give a shit. Like he was asked to make a sequel and he was like, yeah, fuck it, all right, I'll make a sequel. Right? Yeah. You know, but it just is. And yeah, so that is my other... My second, okay, 
ridiculous choice. So now my one is uh, it's actually a film that I rented on my 13th birthday. I rented this film and Dodgeball, um, (laughs) and they and they were both the best films ever when I'd rented them. Um, And I I I, I'll kind of explain why I chose this film kind of towards the end. Um, But it's Anaconda's The Hunt for the Blood Orchid. Okay, yeah, and it's from yeah 2004. Um, And it kind of you know it follows as kind of a standalone sequel to Anaconda, and it's the second in the franchise. Yeah, before we get the introduction with David Hasselhoff in the sequel, um, and a crossover with Lake Placid. I'll explain why I didn't choose those, (laughs) apart from the fact I haven't seen them. I have to have seen the films before we can pick them. Um, But the reason why I thought I creature features themselves can get a bit ridiculous, you know. Um, But sometimes I think you can get some that are tongue-in-cheek, and then you get those such as, you know, Lake Placid versus Anaconda, Anaconda versus Lake Placid, whatever it's called, or stuff like, you know, Shark Attack 3 Megalodon, Mm. where it's kind of supposed to be ridiculous, you know? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's, it's almost, take, it's tongue-in-cheek. It's like Sharknado. Yeah, well, I was going to say, th- those were the ones, some people might have thought go that way, but those ones are made to be ridiculous. Yeah. They're not a sequel that's become ridiculous. They were ridiculous from the beginning. Exactly. Whereas this film takes itself so seriously, you know? And yeah, yeah, it yeah. kind of goes on further from, um, from Anaconda itself, which is a relatively... I mean, it's a it's a cool creature feature. It's fun, but in this film, you know, we follow a team of kind of researchers heading to Southeast Asia, where they search for a rare orchid that is believed to be the fountain of youth and can extend life. And what we find is that uh, the plant is actually giving eternal life to anacondas because they're eating it and breeding around it, which gives them, you know. Because apparently it's, anacondas grow until they die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And these are, you know, massive. It, it's an uh, it's uh, it's odd for me because um, the original anaconda I fucking I watched all the time as a kid. Oh I yeah, had, it was bad. I, I had the video copy. I, I watched it all the time. I I love the original, and it itself is kind of ridiculous yeah. in many many ways. Um, but yeah, I've never watched any of the sequels. But Blood I, Orchid's I remember fun. wanting to watch Blood Orchid, but I never actually got around to watching it. It's fun. I it's... remember the actor who's in the thing, because he went from, I remember it being a big thing, because he'd gone from like EastEnders to starring in this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, the British soap EastEnders, if you're not aware. But yeah, he went to this because he basically looked, he always like, looked like a macho kind of guy yeah. kind of thing. He's got like the muscles and he looks like your standard action man kind yeah. of thing. Well, that's it. You know, we follow like, um, speaking about the cast, you know, we get kind of like a, a budget J Lo and Ice Cube as well. Yeah, you yeah. know, your kind of token black character who just makes shit jokes at the wrong time. You know, to J Lo, who's you know in the original, she's supposed to be like this strong kind of character, and she, you know, we get the sim- similar follow up to that. <laughs> um, but it's just that it, you know, it. It's the fact that it has really spotty CGI, even for the time. You know, we get like, uh, you know, like in Re- like the first Resident Evil film, where they're going all high tech with yeah, computers, yeah. and it's like a almost like what you'd get on like Paint, <laughs> Microsoft Paint kind of generated <laughs> yeah. image. It's like that of this orchid and what it can do, and it <laughs> takes itself so seriously, um, which is quite strange because it did. It had a relatively big budget of around twenty to twenty-five million. 
and it went on to make 75 million um and I, I think because it's supposed to be serious, it kind of makes it better and slightly more ridiculous than the, yeah, yeah. the sequels which <laughs> are supposed to be schlocky and low budget. It's got you David know. Hasselhoff. So, you, you know it's chosen to be schlocky. Yeah, it's got the Hoffman, <laughs> you know. Um, but there are some genuinely like class moments in this, such as when it opens up, you know, we get classic POV of the anaconda chasing kind of this like village you know tribal village are down we get and then we don't really see the snakes until these characters fall off a water waterfall um mm. and then as one's getting out you kind of see an anaconda behind them and then <laughs> swimming away there's a great scene where um the in this kind of waist high water this is where we get our first kind of class kill they're in waist high water and then we get like a bird's eye view and it was used in all the trailers and maybe some of the posters and as they're kind of walking maybe 10 foot apart the snake is kind of swimming in between them and it's just so gross and then one of the guys is mimicking the jaws theme (laughs) at that scene and then he gets you know a a really cgi death as he gets taken away but it's you know the whole film just takes itself so seriously and we get like the classic in this in these stories is somebody is always the bad guy you know it's not just the animal so whilst in the original we had john voigt doing this kind of weird like i don't know if he was pretending to be dutch or if he was dutch pretending to be South American or South Asian? It doesn't even Asian? sound like any of the accents. <laughs> no. it, it sounds like he's still just John Voigt, but occasionally puts on a slight voice. Yeah, like occasionally, like oh, okay, you you are trying, yeah. you are trying to do the, uh, the the accent. It makes it actually, actually, it's complete. It's not a, a horror. Um, I watched the new Pinocchio. Ah, yes, with, with Mr. Tom, with Tom Hanks. But I've got to be honest, it's it's not one of Tom Hanks's best. I've heard. The, the the film is actually perfect. It's 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 Pinocchio. It's fine. Yeah. The film actually isn't that bad. I I think it was fine. But I actually thought weirdly Tom Hanks from when they said Tom Hanks is your pet. I was like actually I, he seems like a good fit for it. He's yeah. the lovable all rounder Tom Hanks. Yes. But actually his accent just. Did, like occasionally he does like some fake little Italian accent yeah. kind of thing, like an occasional like Super Mario kind yeah. of thing, like not 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 that bad. <laughs> yeah, but it's like it's much more toned down than that. But then half the time it's just like you're not even doing it anymore. You're not doing the act. You're just talking. You're, talking, you're <laughs> yeah. just talking. Like you're just talking. And it was just that in my head going, yeah. And you just get it with certain actors in some films where it's like. They try to, but it seems like they're not really committed to doing the accent. They're kind of hoping that if I do it to start with, I'll just slowly blend it out. Yeah. <laughs> and then I can just talk like myself the rest of the film. Whereas actually knowing John Voight and what I've heard of John Voight, John Voight was probably more like, you want me to do this? Here you go. I've, d- I've done this. I don't know. Maybe I'm going to do it this way and said, basically kept doing that throughout the uh, film. Yeah. And be like, oh, for fuck's sake, <laughs> choose an him. accent, man. Yeah, nobody told him. He, nobody told him he was in the film. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he actually thought he was chasing this He's snake. like, yeah, let's get <laughs> this anaconda. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he tried to do his monologue. Like, the <laughs> yeah. anaconda. The anaconda. It is a fierce animal. You know, yeah. I don't think that's what he says, but <laughs> that's kind of the character he plays. And you, I think it's Matthew Marston who is in this one, who is the bad guy. And he's, you know, it's just, it's so ridiculous, but it is, it's such good fun. I can't, you know, I wouldn't say, ah, yes, unlike, you know, 
Friday the 13th, where I actually think it's a good, well-made film. And yeah, it's yeah. like a lot of the choices they made play off. It's almost like this film is takes itself so seriously, but it doesn't land, but it is fun. You know, yeah, it's kind yeah. of like actually f- it's it's fun you know this was to be fair this was released it to be fair when it was it was peak like because dvd was still a fairly yeah. big thing like you met you mentioned before lake placid did you see, you've never seen lake placid no i've seen it oh i thought I you were lake saying you've never seen i love lake placid but I, like lake placid was one of the first dvds that i ever yeah, got we got uh, it watched as a family i remember also yeah because like this was when they were still like fairly they were doing like deals and stuff so they weren't fairly new but Obviously, there's always that period when people don't get them for a while, like DVD yeah. players. You know they're there, so the point. And I remember it was things like American Pie or things like that. Were like the first Evolution was one of yeah. the first ones that I ever got. Things like that. But my granddad bought me Lake Placid. I don't think he knew what it was. Yeah. <laughs> but he, like my late grand, granddad, he, the, he died only a couple of years, at, like a year or so after it. But he yeah. bought me that Lake Placid DVD, and I can watch that thing like crazy. I loved, I loved anything that had like monster exactly, kind yeah. of style. Uh, but it was this point with this one where they had, because it was new DVD, it was no longer like video, which didn't really hit off, but direct-to-DVD suddenly became this big thing. Like this was a direct-to-DVD, I believe. Yeah. Wasn't it? it wasn't in the cinemas, was it? Yeah, this was... This was, was it in cinemas? Yeah, it made, oh, I thought this was direct-to-DVD. It, it, made, it was actually... It, it got very it's negative reviews it got very negative reviews but it i just always a, think of this the same line as do you remember like american pie they did like loads of like band, band camp, camp and stuff like naked that, yeah. mile like they started doing loads of those like drugs i don't know why or i always just put those ones in the same level of like actually quite not bad like quality of like that they've been made with like production value that they've yeah. actually been given some money but they're still, yeah. But actually, no, I do now remember actually being in cinemas. Yeah, I do it was. remember seeing it advertised. I wanted in to see it, but I couldn't. Yeah, <laughs> I was too young. So it's definitely not got low, low budget effects. No. It's not that low. Where I bet the Hoff one is probably oh, like, yeah. what is that anaconda like? A sock puppet coming out. Yeah. <laughs> I even looked at the poster, and the poster, like, yeah, it yeah. looks like CGI on the poster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm not sure how they did. Um, but one kind of last thing to say on, on Anaconda 2 is that the film was nominated for a Razzie um, for Worst <laughs> Remake or Sequel, however, lost to Scooby-Doo 2 Monsters Unleashed. Um, that is fucking terrible. <laughs> yes, and now for this slight against Scooby-Doo, <laughs> we must wage a two-man war against <laughs> the Razzie Awards. The Razzie, I know long with them, but the Razzie... The... How dare you? Exactly. You can call anything you want. You can pull out any actor in the world, but how dare you call? I bet that also probably means they nominated people like actors out of the film for it, which is fucking disgusting. How dare you? I watched yeah. I watched Monsters Unleashed the other day and it was still a great fun film. And you masturbated to it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it's easier than Friday the 13th. Yeah, it is. There's a face sexy scene with Velma. So uh, you, beat, you beat me this time. Pun. Um, before we go to your last one, I think what we'll do is we will take a quick jump over to the social social media lounge. Okay. Um, as always, you know, you join us in the social media lounge. Um, <laughs> I just always think of us in like a like a box, like you know, Sky Sports or something like that, where we're sat there presenting. <laughs> um, so over on Twitter and Instagram at CMTH Podcast, we put up. Um, so the ones we had today, I asked about it. Were, um, 
from Karen Madarasi Whelan, who's commented before. Fright Night 2, she suggested. Fright Night is a classic. Um, I haven't seen Fright Night 2. But uh, yeah, Fright Night 2 um, is basically uh, went straight to DVD. Yeah. Um, And it is effectively the uh, exact same film, except now Jerry Dandridge's sister is the vampire. Um, There are some of those out there where they're direct to DVD ones and they basically are just basically a cheap budget version where they've just made the same. They say it's like a continuation. It's not. In fact, in fact, that that's a good one to point. So one of them that I was considering, which I decided not to, and also which I considered might be on one of yours, maybe, um, was the Amer- American Psycho two. Yeah, I will <laughs> not watch that. American Psycho is one of my favorite films. But it is, the the thing is that makes it's ridiculous because it's not an American. It, no, it's they not. tacked on a beginning. Yeah to link it to a popular film when it wasn't actually originally designed to be an American exactly. Psycho film. So it's American Psycho 2, which is ridiculous because it makes no sense with the context if you know what American yeah. Psycho is. <laughs> no, yeah, <laughs> it doesn't. Um, but then Karen, you know, did say that she she still has a, has a crush on Jerry Dandridge, which <laughs> being That's the chronic. sexual man that is Chris Sarandon is, is understandable. Uh, Jonathan B had a Stan Helsing and Scary Movie. Could both see them, particularly Stan, Stan Helsing. Yeah. And then I guess, yeah, Stan Helsing, that's more of a parody, though, isn't it? It's, it's like a, a parody, scary movie but, kind of thing. Uh, yeah, yeah, but you know, I guess because Scary Movie was probably the one and then it had all the sequels and the spin-off. So I I could see that. Yeah. And, and I mean, then even Scary Movie got actually too ridiculous for yeah. itself good. Like it got to the point where it didn't work anymore. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and then obviously Simon from So I Married a Horror Fan. Um go check them out suggested a whole bunch so we've got uh return to haunt to house on haunted hill uh, which had a choose your own adventure gimmick uh, there was hellraiser bloodline um i was yeah. thinking of choosing a hellraiser but i went for the um you know uh jason lives instead the hills have eyes too which is um a, i don't know if you saw this remember. but yeah i don't remember that would be in two crazy but <laughs> well not the remake the follow-on to the original oh okay which yeah. has um, um i have heard i haven't seen that one it's one of the yeah that. one of the only films to feature a dog having flashbacks <laughs> to a previous film yeah i thought you were gonna say a dong but a dong no lots of films have a dogs. Dog having <laughs> yeah a dong flashback <laughs> um and then jason goes to hell Seed of Chucky. Just um, to have this a ridiculous, like bad, yeah, like, bad. Ridiculous. It's awful. Army of Darkness, which I was considering, but it's fucking class. Yeah, Freddy's dead, and then as you got Jaws for the revenge. Yeah. So with that, do you want to move on? Freddy's to... dead. Yeah, I looked yeah. at Freddy's dead as one as well. Yeah, yeah, that one. Um, but to me, it's just a bad film. <laughs> it's not ridiculous. It's just a, I just don't think it's a terrible. I think it it's still to me yeah. the worst Freddy film. No, I'm with you. But <laughs> take it away for your last one. Okay. Um, so I mentioned that my American Psycho two was one that I was considering, but I decided it wasn't worth the breath of it, kind of thing. Yeah. Um. So uh, my one is uh, one I only actually saw very recently because, and it links back to my original reason of why, it's one that a lot of people say is an absolutely terrible, uh, terrible film yeah. and a terrible sequel. Uh, it's The Exorcist 2. Okay. Heretic. Yes, I haven't seen this. That, so, um, I mean, I can, I can totally tell, say why people would say it is a terrible, but um, I, one thing I would say is, um, even if you don't like the whole film, 
Go onto YouTube and watch the trailer for this film because it is balls the wall fucking crazy. <laughs> it is a mad, <laughs> mad trailer. It, it gives you an idea of a film which you're just like, what the fuck is going on? It, it's it's like quick flashes and bright and colourful. You don't really know what the hell's going on and it already tells you that this film is going to be fucking weird and insane. Yeah. This film, it's ridiculous for the one reason. This film has Richard Burton, okay. Max von Sydow, yeah, and James L. Jones and Ned Betty in it. Those four actors who are fucking superior actor in a film where, well, so from the original, Regan is. I, I'm not going to give like spoiler. I'm just going to give you a basic overview because yeah. I don't want to. But uh, I will give it, like ideas of things that happen, but not the context of which they happen in. As you haven't seen it, I will be yeah. respectful of that. <laughs> um, and people go and check that out. But Regan is in a mental facility. Yeah, understandably. And um, so it involves things such as a priest having a device to link brainwaves with Link Regan. Now, think to the original Exorcist and now think of our fucking ridiculous <laughs> yeah. idea that uh, we now have um, the idea that we're going to somehow be able to use a device that can link our brainwaves together in order for us to know. And you already know that we're very far away from these serious yes. and, you know, in, like interesting dark themes of the original one with, you know, Max Mancino yeah. was in the original and uh, he's returning to this role. I don't know how much money they must have pumped at him yeah. to get this. There must have literally, it must have been a truck of money to the house, yeah. including Richard Burton. Uh. That's, that's the most crazy one. Like the established great British actor Richard Burton is in Exorcist 2, <laughs> the heretic. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's it has this crazy mix of like, law and mythology that kind of plays out which is what bogs the film down to be honest that is one thing that bogs the film down it makes almost no sense but i thought it was kind of kind of crazy right it has these huge like scenes of of like uh possession it has one where re re can get re uh sorry the pazuzu pazuzu yeah the the the, 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 demon. the demon that is known in the original yeah. film is mentioned but isn't mentioned in a serious way is now a full-on thing that becomes a succubus version of regan that goes after her okay. and after other people in this kind of crazy sequence <laughs> of events um I, i'm trying to keep this kind of lighted around <laughs> the area but just in general it has great like scenes where she's like floating where it says that she has she has always had healing abilities, not just now. She is somehow yeah. always, so not just being possessed by a demon, but she's always had she can these abilities. So she's always had this. You have so many crazy characters. Dame L. Jones plays like an African like chief in the most kind of kind of racist <laughs> yeah. kind of way. Uh, and, and he, you know, he kind of links to like the like the, the where they're trying to explain the origins of the Pazuzu and like yeah. that kind of culture. And it's just all ridiculous. But I didn't completely hate it. I didn't hate it like some people seem to. I kind of thought it was mad. <laughs> yeah. And I like mad sometimes. <laughs> I'm not saying it's good, but I, I, mean, I am saying that I had heard so much that it was bad that I was like, you know what? This is kind of fun. You know, I, I can see, and now I can see where Fabio might come from. Yeah, <laughs> the sexual the sequel. Yeah. But apparently, yeah, I know that those ones are actually completely unrelated. You know, they brought back a lot of the cast like as many as they could from the original here. Obviously not Erling Burstow, who's coming back yeah. in the new one that David Gordon Green is doing, um, which 
high hopes that that one's a good, more serious, because I don't think they've really made a sit for long serious no, one. But, you know, I, I'm now anticipating watching Exodus 3 and seeing what the good one is, is like. But even if you don't watch the film, as I said, like the trailer was just so balls to the wall that I was enough like, right, I'm going to check this out. I'm going to check it. And I'm going um, to enjoy this and just, it's got some like crazy deaths in it. It's just, it's just, it's ridiculous to think that The Exorcist, this classic kind of horror, slow burn yeah. kind of crazy, yes, has some crazy like see like scenes and it has, you know, mad like special effects and stuff like that. Well, it's a but massively at the same time, weird film, isn't it? Yeah, it is a massively crazy film, but at the same time, it's, it is kind of quite a slow film. Yeah. But it's also weirdly serious. For a film that has those kind of special effects and stuff, it actually takes the demonic, whereas this one doesn't take it seriously at all yeah it is completely it is ridiculously miles away it's silly it's stupid it doesn't work at all so anyone who did look at the original and go that's what they made for a sequel yes it's a terrible sequel yeah but it's not it's a bad film yeah. <laughs> it's, it's it's fun and crazy in its own way it makes no sense it's nonsensical i'm just saying like i think you, you might watch it and still go oh shit but <laughs> At the same time, it, I don't know. I kind of was enjoying the fact that it kind of knew that it, it almost felt like it knew it was yeah. being bad in some ways. But it's nice when, at the same time, they probably were trying to make something. They were like, this is how we can explain it in this way. We want to make a sequel to this really profitable film. Yeah. You know, let's just go for it. But it, it's just that. And you, but the thing is, as I said, the trailer shows you that this was going to be mad from the beginning. So I don't know why it. anyone was surprised but yeah so exorcist to the heretic is my yes mine were all franchise based ones sadly um I the, the forgotten the, list the forgotten list the forgotten one is the main one that i know was a more subverted one but i still can't remember what it is even yeah. at the end of this but anyway for the franchise ones but they're all like sequels that i think are some of them a bit more pushed away forgotten kind of yeah. thing <laughs> um so let's hear your so. final I think this was actually one of the first films I watched on Amazon Prime as well. One, one of the very first, maybe the first film. I just first stumbled ever, on the first ever Amazon Prime film. I just stumbled on it one night. I was like, I'm going to check this out. I hadn't watched the original, which has nothing to do with this anyway. And when I said to you... Are we going it, obscure here? Or? It's, I think it's a relatively obscure film. But it's not so obscure, you know, it's kind of mm, unknown. Because <laughs> um, I checked it on Letterboxd and a few people I follow um, have seen it as well. So it's not like overly, but um, it, it, it when I... summer too, electric It's Midsummer Murders. <laughs> <laughs> when I mentioned about, you know, it being made as a film and then them kind of tacking it on, I can see where you got American Psycho 2 from. Uh, but this is actually a good film. I like it. It's really good. But it's fucking weird. It's ridiculous as hell. And it is Hello, Mary Lou, Prom Night 2. Okay. So have you heard of it? I, I don't know. I don't think I have even heard it's of Prom Night, like, especially Hello, Mary Yeah. <laughs> Prom Night 2. I, I, I have seen Prom Night. Is this a sequel to the original Prom Night, I assume? It is. The, the, Jam uh, Jamie, the Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, yeah. It is. So, But it was originally it was conceived as a standalone kind of Canadian horror film. And it's from 1987, and we get Mr. Michael Ironside in there. 
which is random as well <laughs> because it's a, it, you look at it and it seems very low budget, yeah. much low budget than Scanners was, you know, which was I think like a few good few years before, um, and they made this film and then they realized that coincidentally both of the uh both of the schools in hello mary lou as it was originally called and prom night were both called hamilton high so they were like fuck it jamie lee curtis was in that film that it was, was relatively successful, successful. yeah let's ta- let's just call it prom night too there are a lot of cases of this aren't there where yeah. they've literally gone uh, you know, we're closer, or we've made a horror film, and they're like, Well, what horror film could it be like? Yeah, like, is it? It's like, and it was kind of like this. It's like, Well, then why don't we market it exactly? Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, I didn't, that's it. I didn't, I watched this before I watched Prom Night, and I actually think it's better. <laughs> um, and I watched, you know, I there's no kind of crossover. There's no mention of the murders that took place in prom night in this school, apparently. There's nothing. Um, and instead, we get this really weird mix of Carrie, The Exorcist, and Nightmare on Elm Street, because it opens up in 1957 with at a prom. Uh, and we get this, this Mary Lou, the, t- the titular Mary Lou, or the titular Mary Lou, however you pronounce it. Um, and she's confessing her sins to a local priest. You know, she's saying she had loads of sex with, you know, boys and stuff like that and then she goes yeah i loved every minute of it just fucking loves getting the pipe um and she goes <laughs> to the prom. That's exact dialogue. that's literally the dialogue <laughs> i love, I love pipe. the pipe um and then you know she then like you know che- cheats on the person she's with at prom who then tries to set a play a joke on her she ends up getting burned alive um and then her spirit comes back just in time for 1987's prom season uh and it's really strange because it has these kind of has these kills that could be borrowed from nightmare on elm street you know we somebody gets hung with like uh like a scarf or like a pair some fabric similar to how i think his name's ron how he dies in A Nightmare on Elm Street, how he gets hung. Somebody gets like pulled into this blackboard, which turns into this goo and it kills them. <laughs> we, so we get this kind of weird stuff. Which is nothing like just the, the serial killer, nope. like the obsessive serial killer in the original. No, nope, nothing like the obsessive serial killer. Then we get bodily possession, <laughs> kind of similar to The Exorcist, where Mary Lou now possesses someone it sounds like they would basically just right there were these horror films that were made in the last 10 years yeah let's just do them oh <laughs> yeah and then we get slasher style kills in that possession and then we, when we get to the end it's kind of like carrie where we have a carrie-esque finale where it just goes insane at prom and we get resurrection we get portals to the underworld, um, <laughs> and we get a good old. Uh, this does sound fully. Yep. Yeah. This sounds the most ridiculous of yeah. all the ones we've had. It does, <laughs> and we get a good old-fashioned twist at the end. Uh, you even get a little bit of eroticism with Michael Ironside, which is always something I look for <laughs> in films. <laughs> um, and it's just this super weird, like low-budget film, which I just, I just found, and I was like, "Fuck me." I'm watching this and I loved it and it was so cool. Um, and it's really weird because later they made a sequel in 1990 called Prom Night Free, The Last Kiss. And Mary Lou returns in this, but it's now a horror comedy which parodies the other film. And it starts with Mary Lou in hell and she tries to break out. I've only watched about half of it, so I can't consider <laughs> it for the list. But it's like a horror comedy. It's really weird. 
And then we get Prom Night 4, Deliver Us from Evil, which is just about a slasher and never mentions Mary Lou again, <laughs> you know. And it's just this, it's, I mean, it's, it kind of is a sequel, but it's like, it's in the way in which it's, like you said, it's just tacked on. Yeah. They just made this film and were like, how can we get some money from that? You yeah. Know, let's do this. If we link it to Prom Night, some people might come and see it. Some people might <laughs> see it. And, because, and I guess it revolves around Prom Night. So you can kind of yeah. argue that that's the link. It is, prom Night at the same But it's school. not anything like it. But it's not anything prom. like it, you know. Except doesn't for a prom. Except Basically, for a prom. Basically, it's just prom. <laughs> yeah. But it's so cool. It's super weird, man. Um, and it's one of those ones where I just highly recommend that people just go and watch it. Say, no, I'd, I'd definitely give that a go. It sounds good. <laughs> Yeah, and I will. I will watch uh, Prom Night Free, the last kiss, <laughs> to to round off the uh, you know the, the mad trilogy, the mad trilogy. Yeah, because even though, to be fair, like it's not like I'm putting a high regard because even the original Prom Night or the re or even the remake, they're yeah. not great. Oh, the original the remake of Prom Night is fucking mind-numbingly boring. Uh, yeah, it's terrible. And the original Prom Night is okay you know it's, just, it's a bit of a bland slasher right? yeah for, uh, like you know but so oh yeah to be honest this sounds more interesting exactly that's sometimes it. ridiculous can be more interesting sometimes if you've got an idea or sometimes if you can just be balls to the wall with it just throw it know, out you know. jump that shark all you want yeah <laughs> you know what i mean you know, especially when especially when sometimes the original was Okay, or the original had an okay idea which could be twisted into something fucked up yeah and that's it sometimes i mean with these with horror franchises exact especially sometimes you need to have a bit of ridiculous in your life you know <laughs> and eventually you will jump the shark but it, it's sometimes not always a bad thing you no. know um <laughs> and i guess that has been unless you've got anything to add no no that was a ridiculous time <laughs> that was that was a ridiculous time um so as always we hope you've enjoyed the show come and let us know what you thought of our films if you've seen any of them and let us know your uh, favorite ridiculous horror sequels you can find us on twitter instagram and tiktok at cmdh podcast uh please hit the subscribe button so you get the episodes as soon as they release we've got a bunch of cool episodes coming up over the spooky season we will be having our campfire specials towards the end of the month um, and if you could leave us a review it helps the show grow and we really appreciate it thank you again and we will see you next week <laughs>